0: And welcome back to Burnt Out to Badass, a podcast all about authentic conversations around burnout so that we can normalize and move forward into a life that is thriving, not just surviving. Today, I am talking to a counterpart in medicine. Janelle Klasson. She is a registered nurse and founder of Mindfulness for Health. She's super passionate about serving new nurses who are struggling with their self-doubt in their work as a nurse, struggling with anxiety, stress, the lack of work-life balance, and the loss of passion for why they went into nursing for the first time. It's been an amazing conversation having all of these through the Burnt Out to Badass series this season three, but I especially love this one because Janelle so graciously came on the podcast during her postpartum period, so you will hear her little guy in the background. I hope it brings a smile to your face like it did to mine. So let's jump into the conversation and talk more with Janelle. Here we go. Welcome to another episode of Burnt Out to Badass. I'm so excited to have a nurse friend here with me today, Janelle Klassen. I think we met each other on Instagram. She has got Michael with her as well today. So the little noises that you're going to get in the background are for all you all who need to remember your birth control or all you all who are wanting a little Michael in your life as well. So Janelle, welcome with us today. Hello, hello.
1: Sorry, I couldn't help but giggle. Um, Yes, we are. I'm very grateful to be here. I'm so, so excited to to be chatting with you.
0: All right, Janelle, tell everybody out in podcasting world who you are, what your mission is, and the magic you're putting in the universe.
1: Yeah, so um, yes, my name is Janelle. I am a nurse. have been for, compared to some, a short while, but about five years now. And I am passionate about Nurse no, burnout. Obviously, burnout affects everyone, but yeah. I would say that my my zone of passion, I get very fired up when I start talking about burnout with nurses and uh, preventing it and beating it. So um, yeah, I run a coaching business uh, called Mindfulness for Health um, to help yeah. with, with working with those nurses as well. And um, while I'm on return to be I yeah, just vibing and trying to do as best
0: as I can. <laughs> yeah. First time momming. So like it's an fft a fucking first time just trying yes. to figure it out
1: <laughs> absolutely
0: <laughs> well i love what you're doing especially for nurses because being on the doctor's side i know <gasps> that when my team is burnt out it just takes the wheels off of everything absolutely. and i can see looking in nurses eyes that like zombie look or that like i'm going to burn you with the fires of hell look or yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just get me to seven o'clock look yeah and I always <laughs> <my> just coffee? <laughs> yeah I always want to reach out and give them a hug and say like I understand but yeah I don't understand because I haven't walked the line of nursing so do you have a personal burnout story of your own that you can share about nurse burnout
1: yeah absolutely so I was a very young nurse I was in my grad year so in Australia we call it our your grad your grad year it's your first year of nursing and um, and, yeah, I was working in a tertiary hospital where um, it was like a brain injury ward. Lots of people who don't always know what they're doing is appropriate or inappropriate, so you tend to cop a lot of abuse from the patients. And because a lot of these patients have been through their brain injury, their families are quite stressed, so as a result you'd be experiencing uh, abuse from them as well, and not just because they're wanting to be malicious, but just because, you know, they're stressed for their loved one. But what was happening is it was... A, it was just man, now I just think because it's um, it's been so long ago and I, I try to um, not Are you blocking about it? it? <laughs> oh, I know, hey, it's like you don't you don't try and forget about it, but you know, it's um you need to talk about it more to keep it in the front. Oh. So yeah, so I was working in a brain injury ward. And with nursing comes shift work. And so we were understaffed. There's shift work happening. There's patients who are abusing you. Mm -hmm. And you just need to kind of push through. And being a new nurse, I did not expect that going in. I I knew that it was going to be hard and that shift work is part of it. And I knew that death for patients is part of it. I knew that, um, you know, there's just so many aspects to nursing that I knew happens. But once I was in it and... but as a nurse you do and um yeah it was just overwhelming and I I I kind of didn't know what to do with my emotions with the experiences that I was having I got to a point where I was so stressed and so overwhelmed um frustrated that I would bring the work home and instead of trying to work through it and um, leave it at the door I would bring it in with me and I would start snapping at my family and you know be like you know you don't know have you don't have any idea what it's like to be to you know deal with this and uh, and that's kind of that's kind of where I realized oh there's a few red flags like I'm only in my first year of nursing how is something that I've been so passionate about doing for since I can remember how has it become a burden and how is it I was actually starting to look for like a different I was like, Anna, this is not for me. I need to I need to get out.
0: I need to find something else. So I started looking for other work and other career paths. you know, when you were in that first year of nursing, what did it like feel like inside for you? Because for me, mm-hmm. when I got to kind of the breaking point, I was yeah. either numb or mm-hmm. like furious. There was like mm-hmm. there was no in between. And I remember sitting one night and thinking like, I don't even know what it means to be like happy or content or, you know, like not be panicked all the time.
1: Yeah, absolutely. There definitely was moments of um so much
0: angst and like, yeah, I definitely
1: I was suffering from panic attacks sometimes. As I didn't really know what was I, <laughs> what was yeah, how was I going to handle this next situation when. Uh, uh, if you know, a co-worker of mine is like, you know, there's this needs to happen, like can I come help me and I'm like, oh, but I'm still new, like I'm trying to remember everything. And it's like you put so much pressure on yourself to to do this. Yes, uh, you do so much pressure on yourself to you know do the thing, but we don't really take time to kind of pause and go like, actually, like I yes, I am taking responsibility for my work, but also like I need to be looking out for myself. Like I was being asked to work double shifts left, right and center. And for us, double shifts means you might sometimes be working from like 1 p.m. till 7.30 a.m. the next day. And um or you know, be working to be finished work finishing work at 9 30 10 and be expected to be back at 6 7 a.m. So you know it was just it's full on. Um and yeah, like sometimes it wouldn't turn into anxiety, it would come in the form of anger and I'd just, you know, be just oh, I'd be full on. Yeah, a bit of a what do you call it, like a steamroller just. <laughs> come
0: try and stop me. Yeah. Just totally railroading over people. I know. And, you know, honestly, I don't know if you know this part of my story. My burnout really came to the surface within the first year when I started, got out of practice too. So I think there's a lot of people who have a lot of shame around that. Like, oh shit, what did I do? I just spent a lot of money to get a degree that I'm going to walk away from. Were those thoughts that bubbled up in your head?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, like I said, I was um in my first year, and I was like, no, nah, I need to find something else. I, it's not what I thought it would be. <laughs> yes, we hear you. Thank you for sharing. Yeah, the yeah, it's like no, nah, I need to leave. I need to find something else. Like this is too much. I'm not cut out for it. Lots of you know, I know you said guilt, uh, but also <laughs> like feelings of like not being good enough, and like yeah. that. Oh, maybe maybe it's yeah. I'm not as um, passionate about helping people as I thought. And, again, that was a red flag for me. Like, just the type of person I am Was like, no, like, that's not right. Like, surely there's something else. So,
0: yeah. Did your friends and family understand or were they like mine and looked at me and like, what are you talking about? you got a sweet life right now.
1: I mean, not explicitly, but definitely, you know, they would be like they would, they would try their best to be as, um, how do you say, supportive as possible, but then in saying that they'd kind of be like, but you're doing what you're enjoying. Like, you know, why are you trying to look for something else? Like, why don't you just be in, be in the present, like stick it through? And I was like, yeah, okay, I will stick it through. But also you're not really hearing my pain, you know, and then I would be and like deviating from that a little bit. It's like not just the family, but some friends and co-workers would say, oh, you know, that's just how it is. And, you know, you just kind of got to accept it. And, you know, there's no way out. <laughs> uh, you know, there's no other way. Yeah, so there was definitely, you know, the more the more it kind of game, kept going and the more I was starting to get more and more frustrated with my situation, I I was like, yep, yeah, that's red flag, that's red flag. And, I mean, you can look back now and be like, oh, yeah, this is a red flag, but sometimes it's hard to pick them up in the moment because you're just so snowed under with not just your workload but just that overwhelm, But yeah, you just, you don't know what to do next.
0: Yeah, it's both internal and external chaos. And that was going to be, you kind of answered my question. I was thinking about, you know, what were your nursing colleagues like around you? I know for me, going back eight, 10 years ago, it was the like, shut up, shut up and put up like this is just what it is. And then all of a sudden, one day you'd hear Dr. Such and Such is leaving or charge nurse such and such is gone. And it was like, well, okay. But (laughs) the conversation wasn't happening. Is that what you experienced? Or was there more openness?
1: No, I mean, there's definitely (laughs) we didn't really have people leave just suddenly. But Like more often than not, you'd be hearing the conversation in the uh, break room or on the ward for that matter. Like everywhere you go, it'd be, oh, I'm so tired. Like I'm so over this. Like this is not right, la, la, la. But then no one really do anything about it. And you'd often be seeing seasoned and new nurses leaving the industry just because, in my opinion, we don't get taught the skills needed to be taught in our training to deal with the stress, dealing with the the passing away of patients, dealing with the abuse that you cop sometimes from, you know, each other and from your patients and their families. So, yes, definitely would see people just giving up or just kind of being like, to self-preserve, I need to leave. And it's like, you know, you're talking to these nurses who've been loving nursing or being nurses and wanting to be nurses for their entire lives for, you know, 20, 25 years. And it breaks my heart um, when, yeah, we just, we see our seasoned nurses leaving and even the young ones when, you know, they come through and you see they're all doe-eyed and then, um, you know, they're there for six months and they're like, their souls are crushed. And it's like, that's not how it should be. <laughs>
0: no, absolutely not. So we know about how horrible it was. Was it death by a thousand cuts or was it like, like an aha moment when you're like, okay. I am changing things. And I think it was a
1: bit of a a bit of a <laughs> torture journey. It was definitely over a, over the first year, and I'm glad it wasn't more than that because that first year was very very challenging. It was horrendous to describe it correctly, more appropriately. It it was definitely like in the first three months, you know, something would happen. I was you know working like overworking, and I was I had a patient who just went off at two or three of the young ones including myself and we didn't really know you know we were trying to debrief and the senior nurses just did not have capacity for us to debrief and kind of you know process what had just happened to us and and how to go from that probably by the six seven month mark I was asking my nurse educator hey like can I can I like look into doing some research into nurse burnout and um, shift worker syndrome? And um, she was like, No, like you're on your grad year, like don't worry about you know doing research right now. Like it's probably not going to change anyway. So I was already like starting to ask questions, and I was just getting that feedback from my senior nurses that there's, there's just no way out like there's no light at the end of the tunnel and yeah by nine months 12 months I was working regular overtime double shifts picking up extra shifts and it's just because you're wanting to and the reason you'd be working double shifts is not because you're you know full of energy but because you start feeling guilty for your co nurses. it's like oh we're understaffed like if you don't just do the shift your the patient's ratio is going to be so out of whack and your other nurses are going to suffer like Surely you, you know, yeah. So it was definitely over over the first year where I was
0: like, nah, something needs to change. Okay, well, tell us about that journey now. I'm super interested to hear, like, how did you move away from that? So, yeah, I mean,
1: obviously, like I said, by the six-month mark, I was starting to ask questions, even though they were being shut down. The I'm, I'm so grateful for the little bit of resilience I had in that moment, um, because I still went ahead and researched it for myself. <laughs> And the more I researched and the more I found, um, the more I looked into it, the more conversations I had with my, Thank you. Um, the more conversations I had with other nurses, I realized it's not just me. And I was like, yeah, there's definitely something here that we're missing. And unfortunately a lot of a lot of us would blame the system, so to speak, be like, oh you know, it's management, like they're not paying for more nurses or etc and you know their system is a bit broken but what I kind of realized at the same time in saying that was I'm not going to be able to change the system now you know the and I say quote-unquote system <laughs> because you know like this it's just there's too much going on for me to change it's out of my control so I started taking responsibility for my own heap (laughs) and and I realized yep like what can I do next so I went on a bit of a personal development journey Um, I was reading books got courses coaching or training you name it like I spent hours and hours many many dollars (laughs) to just see like find out what I'm what am I going to do what am I going to do how am I going to fix it and um yeah I came across a few that I just realized was working and a few that definitely wasn't working and um yeah I kind of just yeah, that's kind of where figured I figured it out. It. Yeah. You know, yeah. I
0: love that you bring up so many people get stuck in victim mentality and they don't even realize that they're in there. No. You know, they want to blame the the admin, they want to blame nursing, they want to blame patients, they want to blame patient families, they want to blame insurance companies. And by doing that and like pushing all those emotions and taking your reflectors and pushing them out, it does kind of take some of the pressure off of you. But I also think then it also leaves people even more overwhelmed and hopeless because then they're like, oh, shit, what do I do? Poor pitiful me, poor pitiful us. And like you said, this is never going to change. And it is a huge shift when people are able to go from I can't do anything to – well, maybe I can tell my boss no next time when they push me to do a double shift. Or maybe I can say, no, I'm getting the charting done adequately and then I'm leaving.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, It is such a, it's a death trap. (laughs) Do you feel like you need to please everyone around you? And I definitely, it took me a little while, but once I got it, and it is being healthily selfish. And I talk so much about that in my like community um, that I've created over the last few years of um, people that I've worked with and just, you know, nurses from the general community, just, you know, like we need to learn to be healthily selfish. And being healthily selfish doesn't mean you are uh, a bitch about it. You're not going to be like, F you, like, not. Nah. <laughs> it's like, no, no, no. You need to be gracious about it. Like we're, we're not here to kind of, have an Ooh. up yours mentality we you here to have a I'm responsible for me mentality and if I'm not going to take responsibility for saying no sometimes then you know no one else is going to do that for me
0: yeah and it's also being realistic on like what you can truly actually do you know for me seeing 25 30 almost 40 patients a day is not sustainable It's not healthy and it is far beyond the reach of my brain and my body and my emotions. But did I do it? Yeah, I did. Yeah. (laughs) You know, and like I don't know about you, I worked in an emergency room for a while and did shift work. And I just realized doing a 12 hour shift, which usually is a little bit more, unfortunately, is beyond what I can actually do. Because you know, if it takes me after a three shift stint, two and a half days to recover. Like, that's like negative time. And so I think we, like you're saying, you have to be healthily selfish to readjust those boundaries Um, to be like, what is sustainable? What is actually within my values? And how can I live my life in a way and show up for my patients, show up for my organization to be the healthiest person that I can so that I will stay here? Yeah. I saw an article earlier, it was called stress is selfish, instead of, you know, self care. And I read it and I loved it because it's really about like, if we don't manage our stress, if we keep taking on and keep taking on not asking for help, staying in burnout, staying in victim mentality, we actually do suck out of relationships. You know, a burned out healthcare worker is more likely to get divorced, be in debt, not be able to retire sooner, like there's so many detriments to that, that yeah. it's like, take the time, heal, get healthy, do the personal development journey or whatever it is. I talk about sabbatical healing so that you know you can come from a place that is truly your zone of genius.
1: Yeah 100%.
0: Who or what was instrumental as you were doing your journey and learning and in community with other like-minded nurses?
1: Sure, that's a tough one because I want to say there were a couple of nurses that I could turn to, but there really wasn't. Yeah, they, they unfortunately, they were, everyone was just running on empty. Everyone oh, is running I know. on empty.
0: When so, I looked around for physician friends yeah, to lean no. on, there just wasn't there. I had to go to no. the internet. Yeah, exactly.
1: And that's exactly where I went. <laughs> that and books. So the books that really helped me was High Performance. I don't know. What's it called? Brenda we'll Burchard's figure it out and put it in. And Brenda Burchard's, like, um Brendan Burchard's books. Like just the big gurus <laughs> uh, in personal development space, Tony Robbins. And even just the, like, I needed to learn how to manage my day when, you know, I'm like you're saying it takes so long to recover from shift work. Like you need to find ways to I was like, how do I how how do I go from working for twelve and when I'm working double shift, how I go from working 16 hours and not take the next three days to recover so that by the time I'm I'm having to go back to work, I'm not dreading it. Like yeah. So yeah, books, internet, and it was a bit of a lonely journey because not many people around me, including my family and friends, didn't quite get I don't think they quite got how far down I had spiraled and also didn't they not quite the personal development type, so to speak. So it was just kind of like suck it up, get over it, kind of approach. And um, so yes, internet was my friend. Um and I that's why I'm doing what I'm doing is because I don't want other nurses to have to struggle so much just to get the simplest skills that's gonna make the light and the difference, you know, in, in that burnout from burnout to free and fulfilled journey.
0: Absolutely. I love that so much. You know, and that's what I think is so important that everyone know is that you're not alone because that isolation of burnout for me was the absolute worst part of it. Yeah, I was angry and pissed off and exhausted beyond belief and and all of that, but the isolation was almost worse. So I'm so glad that you have your community called Nursing the Nurse, you know, all the projects and stuff that you're doing. What are you, I mean, I know you're on maternity leave right now, so yeah. not quote unquote working, but, but what are you doing now just to give a sneak peek t- for people to know that things have changed for you? So for me, it's
1: definitely just employing the the skills that I did to prevent burnout in the first place or well, not prevent burnout, beat burnout. And that these, um, skills like learning how to unwind. So kind of, Learning how to—I can talk about this for hours. So I'm sorry if I get excited. Um, <laughs> and, you know, learning how to leave work at the door and not leave it in the door at the door as a, and burying it, but being able to process it, even if it just takes five minutes while you're driving to or driving home or walking to to the train or whatever your mode of transport is for that matter. Like it's just kind of like a trigger for me that I installed in my life that when I'm walking off the ward, I agree. When I'm walking off the ward that is the end of it, you know. And I had to constantly remind myself, we are a 24-hour facility. I don't have to finish everything in my shift. Obviously, whatever's within my responsibility, I will do. But I'm not going to break myself and pull myself into a million different directions just to be able to please everyone and to avoid that look from the nurse next shift saying, oh, you didn't finish this? didn't finish that? And it's like, I had to learn how to have that role of my back without it. And like I said earlier, about being gracious and doing that, not being a, a bitch about it being not a bitch as in soft, I mean a bitch as in rude. Um <laughs> because I think often um they're sort of like, oh you know, you need to toughen up a bit. So
0: yeah. That kind of answered the question. Yeah. And you know, I think that's so important. A tough heart is from hard to love from. And so that is my goal moving forward in medicine is to stay soft enough that I care because I, I have had that heart of steel with barbed wire wrapped all around it because mm. I was trying to preserve that like microscopic piece that was still beating and had taken all the hits. Well, just, I'm so excited and so glad that you've joined us today. Care to talk a little bit about mindfulness for health and maybe how listeners can get in contact with you if they want to know more? Yeah, definitely.
1: So um, uh, after all of the personal development that I did and the journey that I went on, I realised that how little um, nursing specific help there is that doesn't involve hours and hours of Google searches um, and hours and hours of content and many, many dollars of coaching. <laughs> so that's why I started Mindfulness for Health to yeah, kind of create a bit of a safe haven of understanding fellow nurses and healthcare workers in my Facebook community called Nursing the Nurse because, and the reason I chose Nursing the Nurse was I think it's very self-explanatory and the name is sometimes we just need to look after ourselves. We're just looking after others 24-7. Like I know for myself the type of person I am, I want to be looking after all my friends and family outside of work as well. So it can be very exhausting and not taking the time to, to do that, looking after yourself and nursing yourself
0: is... it's it's important to do it oh so important that's why my book and podcast is doctor me first (laughs) yeah yeah exactly (laughs) we have to have those um, reminders you do
1: you do and so that's why also I um decided to put everything that I have worked with and (gasps) used for myself and will use for others in a in a book, um, so I'm actually in the process currently of writing it. It's in the early stages. You're actually the first public, you know, platform to hear about it. So I'm so so excited. I'll be launching it in the year, uh, and um, I'll be you know announcing that in in that Facebook group. So I would absolutely love for people to join us in the community. It's a free community, obviously being Facebook. Um, and if you just search feminism, I'm sure you'll put something in the show notes. And yeah, like in there, we you know share. Or like tips inspiration and again it's just like I say a safe haven for people to kind of go I need I need I need to do something yeah. um enough is enough you know that I think a lot of people sometimes we can't really get help until we are open to getting the help so um yeah
0: I love it friend well the badass in me honors the badass in you thank you <laughs> Thanks for hanging with me here on Burnt Out to Badass. Are you ready to get more than what the podcast has? Well, I want to tell you, I have an online course, same name, Burnt Out to Badass with Dr. Aaron Wiseman, that you can do all on your own. I love it because you learn all the important shit that they didn't teach us in graduate school, how to rest and recover properly, harnessing your perfectionism and using it as a superpower. Eliminating jealousy, insecurity, and the grass is always greener mentality. You get help with conquering imposter syndrome, establishing clear boundaries and sticking to them, and overcoming your overwhelm. It's 12 jam-packed modules of this online course that you can move through at your own pace and can refer back to as much as you want to. The other great thing is, is you'll join the Badass Slack group and I will be in my DMs for any question, comments, or chitty chat. Can't wait to see you in there. The Badass in me honors the Badass in you.